Good. Well, good day. Hello, Bob. I have a historical hat on. Oh, good. I had to come up with something to entice the viewers. <laughs> well, uh, just before we get too, too far in, uh, to any of the listeners that are out there, they do hear tapping and pounding. It's uh, it's on my end. We're getting our roof on our townhomes redone. So unfortunately, we can't stop the work for half an hour. But if you hear anything, don't feel it's it's your side. It's, it's mine. Okay. That means people are employed, which is a good sign. Yeah. I guess there is. I mean, after all, we're coming up to the Labor Day weekend. Yes. The last days of summer, and it's all about uh, honoring the working class. Get a weekend off. Yes. Yeah. And I guess just kind of as a segue from our last week's show, I, I mentioned in pre-production that I'd, I'd been thinking about it, and, and it goes back to the the old 50s and 60s shows where the police were always talking about John Q. Public. And and I never really thought too much about John Q. Public. It was just kind of a statement. You know, who is John Q. Public? And what is John Q. Public? But after our discussions last week, I was wondering, is that Q? Nobody could ever tell me what it meant or what it was about. But I'm wondering if it means... The John Q. public is actually John questioning public now. Asking questions that maybe people in power don't want to hear or don't want to answer or is there hope, I guess, is the, is the, the thrust. That maybe there are a few adults in the room that are starting to stand up. Well, this is uh, interesting way to start the show Bob because we are at the end we've had a summer of all sorts of very strange things happening uh revelations of various sorts be that the declining economy or the you know social issues of the war in Ukraine it's been a, it's been an, an a, a eventful summer and a lot of the stuff that was pronounced by the powers that be through the legacy media is, is being questioned today. I don't think they're getting the free ride that they used to have before. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're right. It, 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 there is, there is something happening. I don't, it's hard to put your finger on it. No, no. I, I guess it goes back to, uh, well, the old fairy tales, parables, maybe, you know, the, the emperor's new clothes, uh, and they could get away with all kinds of stuff. He could wander around naked all he wants and nobody would say anything. But but now people are starting to think and, and uh, perhaps this isn't right. And maybe somebody should tell him and her, uh, whatever it happens to be. And maybe, maybe this is, I don't know, is it a renaissance? Well, that's a very... You know, that's uh, a very optimistic way to look at uh, what going forward, uh, that maybe there is a, uh, a renaissance. It's, you have either a renaissance or we're going 
going into the dark ages. So there's kind of a uh, juxtaposition. It's like, it's like sanity, right? That that fine point between are you sane or are you insane? Or well, you know, I was watching a, a program um, uh, which is on on so on, on Rumble. Uh, it's uh, Megan Kelly, who used to be with Fox uh, News, and you know mm -hmm. she was ingloriously kicked off that that platform uh, some years ago, but has become very successful on social media and and SiriusXM with her own show, and uh, there are plenty of others as well. But in her case, uh, you know, she pointed out in a in a, in a show she did a couple of days ago. Uh, that uh, that cue that you're, that you're referring to is probably because there's a thing called the internet that that the people who uh, are in legacy media and have been bought off by the various uh, political and corporate interests who have seen the internet, the growth of the internet and, and social media kind of poo-pooed and yeah it's just a passing phase like you know cb radio or something and i think it's coming to bite them in the backside because you know when you look at the uh, changes that have taken place in in the media landscape and that is uh were just in the u.s when they had the debates with the on fox with the republican candidates uh last week or the week before they had something like 12 million viewers. They thought that was a big deal. At the same time, Tucker Carlson, who also is a refugee from that uh, legacy media crowd, uh, had over 111 million views talking to uh, you know uh, Donald Trump for 45 minutes. Th these are phenomenal numbers. You can't you can't say uh, you know there's no impact of social. You and I are here, you know, having this conversation. Uh, you know, no one's going to, the, the ABC or CNN or Fox wouldn't ask us for our opinions, but we have opinions and we, and, and, and whether it's 50 people are watching or 5,000 people watch it, we are uh, uh, able to, for, for the moment yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, express our view and question stuff. So the Q part of the public is, that's exactly right. We're saying, you know, everything that you're telling us uh, is not necessarily so. And maybe mm -hmm. we'd like to have some answers to questions we have and mm -hmm. not just be given big old bread. Yeah, that's right. It's exactly right. So but again, I guess that also kind of ties in, uh, particularly here in Canada, with, uh, with our illustrious um, leadership. And I use that term very loosely. Yes. Uh, whining and crying now that uh, Meta isn't putting its news from Canada on its website anymore because they enacted a bill that wanted them to pay for that series. Uh, and I, I understand that there are people out there that are not computer literate, but if you're going to a particular site, for your news and information, 
are you not really actually part of the problem? Like, don't you know how to use bookmarks? Don't you, can't you find a cnn.com, a ctv.ca, uh, bookmark them so you can always come back to them? You, you don't have to rely on one platform to get your information. And, and why uh, this band of, I don't know, what, what do you, band of something or others? Are, are standing up now and, and decrying this this thing called meta for not putting on news about fires that people in Canada need to know about. Well, uh, you know, you can't have your cake and, and eat it too sometimes. And, and this is just the case. You, you, you started the process, you've enacted a bill, and this is part of the results and consequences of that, where you're really not thinking things through you just do something because it sounds good or it would be for you know one percent of the population it might might fit a niche you know and and i might be off base here i don't know but well they uh i think they underestimated the creature known as the internet uh they overestimate the influence of influencers as well which, which they think can be uh, uh, segued into social media and then it has uh, uh, more of an impact than they, uh, you know, uh, believe. In other words, when you look at some of the, the, the fringe stuff that's on the internet, I think the vast majority of people see it as fringe stuff and they may get a good chuckle out of it. They might, they might be a little voyeuristic about some of the stuff. Uh, but in fact, they know it's fringe. So one of the things that uh, so social media does is it, it, it shows up in the, the likes and the subscriber uh, uh, column much more uh, revealing in those terms, especially, especially if it's a, a short-term explosion of interest and then all of a sudden it drops off. That's just, mm -hmm. that's like top 40 radio used to be that, you know, a number yeah. one song, it, it went to, it was what, number one with a bullet went to the top. And after a while, people got sick of hearing it and that was it. Okay. And so a lot of the really crazy, weird stuff on the internet, that's how I see it. But when you look at the Joe Rogans of the world or the Tucker Carlson's or, or, or uh, um, I don't know, Dan Bongino's or, or Western Standard, uh, Rebel News, which is kind of you know you know have on guard in Canada, uh, but they're they're consistent, you know. So the growth is there, and I think that's what scares the legacy bunch and the, and their corporate pals and the politicians who are attached at the hip to these guys. Or in the case of Canada, they actually buy off corporate media. You know, the taxpayer and not only funds a public broadcaster known as the CBC, but it also funds. Uh, the other private broadcasters through subsidies. Uh, but you better make sure that whatever, uh, you know, the, the message coming out of the, the, the yeah. guy who writes the checks better be there. So, but I think they totally underestimated the power of, of, uh, of the internet. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, we, our little efforts here to, you know, chat over the fence post over stuff that bugs us or what have you from what, I think has an impact uh, and it's, it may not be 
you know, millions of, of viewers, but there's something to be said that we're still allowed to question. We're still allowed to say, no, nah, we don't buy into what you're telling us. Yeah. Well, I guess that uh, that's, again, another the other parable, isn't it, out of the Far East? If the flapping of one butterfly doesn't cause uh, a tsunami, but, you know, maybe a hundred will and a thousand will. So, you know, the more people start to, I guess, question, uh, ask, is that is the emperor really naked or, or am I just not seeing the clothes? I mean, it, it, it could be my fault. Maybe that's the start of the whole thing with with the well, you know, normalcy. They're, they're they're going on about how the economy is functioning well. Uh, obviously, the 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 purpose of of, uh, of national leadership is to tell you everything is okay, even if it's not. But mm -hmm. you can assuage the the reality that that is uh, upon. Uh, uh, North Americans or even, even the Western society. We have a declining economy. We have uh, 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 a lot of social problems which manifest themselves on the streets of major urban centers, particularly in North America. You can't, you can't gloss over the fact that they've had uh, uh, riots and, and, and protests in Paris and, and, and other places in Europe you can't mm -hmm. gloss over the fact that, you know, this this uh, war in Ukraine is, is dragging on and on and on. And it's not going just the way they keep telling you. And, and if you question it, then you're suddenly, uh, oh, you must be some sort of uh, uh, supporter of the other side, which I'm not even sure why there is any side we're taking in any case. But no. so they really are uh, mis purposely misunderstanding or misinforming or malinforming or disinforming everybody about the power of the internet and social media. Uh, yet, you know, just today we're looking at the polls of the, of the leadership, particularly in, in, in North America, and that's rock bottom. The, the, you know, the, the Biden Trudeau team, you know, right now couldn't be elected dog catcher in many places. So, uh, now we want it. You take polls for what they're worth. You know, their their only poll that really counts is the, uh, an election day. But it, there's clearly an impact uh, that is being felt, and whether they want to avoid it or not, uh, that is to say, the 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 those in power who are are, are will do whatever it takes to stay in power, because that's mm -hmm. that's the thing that's really become quite evident in in, yeah. in the last. Uh, generation of politicians you might say uh in the last 20 years is to stay in power that's the name of the game it's not mm -hmm. the interest of of, of the, the electorate or oh, the no. being of, of the citizen no 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 what's you know we got to be at the trough this is this is beginning to i think in in many parts of the of the of, of society uh you know being questioned and social media does that and, and I think that's that's very true. And, and uh, the fact that you can't really, sh well, you can, I guess, in certain areas, you could shut down even a, a small broadcast like ours by, you know, paying off the right people or whatever it happens to be. But there's still that groundswell of, of people that would 
I would hold, not not just for our sake, but for, for the sake of the population of the world, that the people would, would start to stand up and, well, why did that disappear? Why is that not available? Why can't we watch that anymore? Uh, and and maybe that's a bit voyeuristic on our part because you know is this the forbidden fruit or you know, should should we not be watching it or should we really be actually watching it? Uh, I I don't know. It's a, a conundrum of, of all kinds well, of things. You know, some things can be explained. Uh, for example, uh, pornography, porn sites. You know, how do you control that? Uh, uh, it's the, whatever you think of pornography, it, it's, it's there. And, you know, it's got to be managed by the people who are worried about their kids or whatever being uh, subjected to it. At the same time, they say, well, we're going to turn off uh, certain broadcasts from various parts of the world because you're not supposed to see it. So very efficiently saying, oh, don't watch uh, uh, you know, media broadcasts from the Middle East that we don't agree with or from Russia that we don't agree with or China. We'll put, but, you know, you self-regulate you self, uh, uh, on porn. Well, wait a minute. You know, interestingly, one makes money and one doesn't. Is that what the common denominator here is? I don't know. I'm just putting that up. Uh, but censorship uh, uh, for for the purpose of political power versus censorship for, you know, social uh, redemption, <laughs> I can use that. Well, yeah. And it goes like we've talked about before, you know, you uh, going back to our ancient history when, when we worked uh, in our in our profession and, and you would see somebody right up on a on a hog. In full colors of a sudden, talking affair. about the border yeah, yeah, yeah. on the border, yeah, yeah. yeah. or even at the airport. I, when I worked at an airport, I saw the guy coming in in, in full patch, uh, and immediately that becomes the focus. You know, God, we gotta find out. You know, there's there's Billy Bob, whatever, and and he's in full patch colors of. This nefarious motorcycle gang, my gosh, the audacity of this man to come and show his face. And I always thought to myself, well, you want my focus here. So what's happening over here? You know, <laughs> And every now and then you get little glimmers of it, and, and but it still doesn't seem to be enough to follow that train of thought or so again we, we go back with this with this whole thing in, on the internet you want to control it you can't uh, pornography you can try and control it you can't um, how many times have we had prohibitions where you know they you know you can't drink well you know darn well the people are going to find a place to drink uh, <clears throat> it's just you can't well, control things that it's, you know, it's interesting you bring up the drinking thing because last week, in fact, some nitwit, and I use the term again, like you said, advisedly, in the U.S. said that Americans should follow the Canadian example on drinking. You should only have two drinks a week because, you know, they're, that's healthier for it, whatever. But and I'm thinking, prohibition, what are you going to tell me now that you can't have more than two drinks a week? <laughs> 
like where did you get this lunacy from? Needless to say, it made it made the news for a day or so, and then of course the the absurdity of it, particularly as it was exposed on the internet, not on mainstream media, was come on, what are you talking about? If you lost your mind, and so this is this is part of the the legacy media's attempts. I think in many ways to stay relevant, you know, and I, no, we're not going to have two drinks a week. That, that's just not going to happen. If I, if I want to drink, it's my business, not yours, not bringing back prohibition. Uh, and so it, it, this, this is the, uh, and if it wasn't for the internet and, and making absolute fun of these morons mm-hmm. that thought this was a good idea. Well, there's that. And, and <clears throat> it goes back to that old uh, HBO series, the newsroom. With, with Jeff Daniels and, and the mainstream media was a 72 hour news cycle. We got to keep things going for 72 hours. Uh, and if it doesn't meet the 72 hour threshold, then it's really not news. And then COVID hit and it went way past the 72 hours uh, to the point where well, that was, an, yeah. Cause that was an experiment how to essentially by, by these uh, um, social engineers political and otherwise on how to uh, how to uh, regulate the the uh, behavior of society at large and they came pretty darn close to uh, making it a, a, a overly re- uh, regulated society uh, with with intent with the consequences that we're well aware of now uh, that weren't all that great trouble is i'm not sure how many folks have learned their lesson on that one yet well i guess <clears throat> the big lesson out of that was was for me anyway was that uh, it wasn't contained within one border it became trans oh, no, it was global <clears throat> and it became a global thing and was that also part of the experiment to to try and get rid of the uh, you know the the the, the movement to have free movement of people Yes. Wither, wither, wither. You know, about halfway through all that COVID stuff, it was apparent that the buzzwords, slogans, cliches, seemed to be the same globally. You know, it was amazing how the same slogans, as I said, were used from Japan to Canada to France. Didn't matter what languages, you know. And then once we were past that, the next slogan was building back better or build back better. All of a sudden, everyone's building stuff back better. You know, like a coordinated, just just for the for our viewers and listeners, just Google that and find out how many places it shows up as a slogan for various countries, political parties. These people aren't even original enough to come up with stuff that's relevant to their own culture or, 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 or region. It, 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 so you can see how the globalist approach, uh, even in the lingo of their message, is transportable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and when you when you when you talk about uh, the shiny object versus reality, in other words, look over here, not over there, because we don't want you to look over there, because it could be something that you're not going to be happy with. Uh, this whole business with the war in Ukraine is a classic example. Now, putting aside that, w- the war itself, in the meantime, a complete transformation of the world's 
the economic network and structure has taken place where the vast majority of people don't know that it's happening. All they see is, well, there's this thing on in Ukraine and, and our guy in the G7 pick one country is doing whatever. But they have totally ignored the fact that the competitors economically in the world are not wrapped up in gender issues, race issues, in, in uh, you know, this fringe stuff. They, being the BRICS and six other countries, suddenly are focusing on stuff that's important to their societies in a multilateral way, which surprisingly has people who are countries that traditionally or, or, or historically or otherwise aren't even on the same page, okay? Mm -hmm. How is it possible that India and China, which make up the original BRICS group, which is Brazil, uh, Russia, <laughs> Iran, uh, China, and South Africa, you know, they seem to have decided that, well, yeah, we have a problem with the border. We'll put that aside, but we'll cooperate on, we'll use a common currency. Whoa, you know, this is this is kind of strange. They, you know, they've decided that we can't agree on everything, but we can agree on things that are good for one side and the other. So let's just focus on those things instead mm -hmm. of the G7 version, which, which is whatever Washington decides is going to happen, is whatever you're also going to follow along with the EU, uh, you know, being this, this glob of country. Everyone has to be the same. Well, you know what? They don't care about that. Now that Iran has is agreed that Saudi Arabia can join this BRICS group in January, here's another bunch that have not a whole lot in common because of cultural and religious issues, and yet they're yeah, okay, well, we'll put that aside. We'll agree to disagree on that. But you know what? We both have oil, and that makes money. And mm -hmm. we also have, you know, industrial power by virtue of the fact that we can buy military weapons from somebody else and not the Brits or the Americans. So we'll put that aside, you know, even though that we, we've shot missiles at each other before, but I think we can get along fine on these other issues. No one is paying attention to that. That, that, is, that is like an earthquake. You know, and when you put that bunch together, they make up far more population wise in the G7 and the EU. They, may, they have a bigger GDP and purchasing power than the EU and the G7. Right. In the meantime, we're in, in, in the Western world, we're focusing on gender issues and, and race issues and stuff that, that, are, that the vast majority of people have gotten over long ago, okay? But, and, and don't look here. Meantime, those, those guys over there <laughs> said, well, you know what? We believe in a multi-polar multi world, not, not, a, not, a, not one that's invented by one country at, at the cost of the others. That is weird. And I don't, I've not read a single article in any newspaper yet uh, you know, it's going to be groundbreaking here on the, on the Bob and Tom, you know, over the fence talk. That how is it possible that these people yeah, well, who are, who are protagonists are suddenly deciding, you know what, we're done with this Western crowd. We're going to go along and some things we'll agree on, some things we don't, and we're going to make money and to hell with you guys. Wow. 
Which, yeah, and I guess the the common denominator is we're going to make money and our economy is going to do okay. And and really that's well, because then our our own people will be happy. And oh, by the way, when you add those countries together, 85% of the world's oil reserves are in their hands. Energy, 85%. They will dictate the price. The availability mm -hmm. okay uh this by the way is not going to be a good omen for uh the the g7 eu crowd who's who, who will focus on something that is not going to keep the houses of people keep their farm tractors running or their or their trucks uh, delivering stuff yeah yeah well i and didn't you tell me the, uh, that uh, you read in the, uh, was it the, the Farmer's Almanac that this window is going to be a tough one? Yeah. Well, here, I'm assuming not just Canada, I'm sure it's probably going to be North America wide, but, and who knows, maybe, maybe it's going to be global. I, I don't know. Well, that's the Farmer's Almanac is, is, is far as basically North America, right? Primarily, yeah. And, you know, they've been pretty accurate on a lot of their prognostications. So, mm -hmm. Well, let's say they are. Uh, and it is a tough winter. What are you going to do with all those people in, in, in the northern parts of uh, uh, certainly Canada and the northern U.S. where you've got literally hundreds of thousands of people on the streets, homeless, mm. in uh, sub-zero weather? Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do with, how, how is that going to play out? Um, or the people who uh, are being charged carbon taxes out the yin-yang and can't pay for heating fuel or, or, or mm -hmm. natural gas. Uh, how, how's, how are they going to square that circle? I don't think carbon tax, it's, it's, it's been a, a bone of contention with me for a long time. And, you know, <laughs> if, Taxing something really solved the problem. Would we still have an income tax? Oh. <laughs> That's an oxymoron question. <laughs> I guess it is, but you know, simply because you got a bunch of world leaders and and uh, a Davos crowd that, that says, "Well, you have to you have to stop eating beef because if you stop eating beef, then there won't be a hundred million cows to have bovine flatulence in the air, causing us to eat up the ozone." And and uh, you know, you should tax the heck out of all these carbon fuels because that's bad for the environment. But it's okay for us to fly around the world in our corporate jets to to attend these meetings to tell you what to do. Uh, now juxtaposition that with the uh, with what we were talking about just earlier with these with this uh, BRICS crowd. Do you think that uh, Xi Jinping sits around with Putin discussing cow flatulence? Well, they might just sort of as an icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> no pun no, intended. <laughs> there, there's there, there's the, the the joke of the thing, you know. That is that's why it becomes ludicrous. Uh, to to spend any time giving any credence to to this nonsense, you know that uh, a country uh, in, here in Canada we spend more in taxes now than we do on fuel and, and housing and food. 
how, how do you sustain that? How is that uh, possible? We had that on the on one of the local news channels here that with our uh, cost of gas at I think it was two dollars and and ten point nine uh, cents per liter. Now I don't know what that works out to uh, for our American friends in in gallons, but we'll knock off thirty percent basically. Uh, knock off thirty percent, but then you know that that liter and multiply it by three point five four, and that'll get you a U.S. gallon. Yeah, but regardless of that, two dollars and ten two dollars and eleven cents round figure arguments 79 cents of that in the province of british columbia goes to some form of tax right uh our roads aren't any better our buses well maybe there's a few more buses but they happen to run on carbon fuel although we are starting to see a few hydrogen buses and a few other electric buses and the like but well, that's we, we've had this discussion before. It's the revolution versus the evolution to green energy. Mm -hmm. You see, the revolution is going to fail, but the evolution, had they had they done it that way, would make sense. Electric cars in urban centers might make sense. They don't make mm -hmm. sense. Transnational or transcontinental traffic is not going to do that. Not in our lifetime. Trains are not going to be electric in our lifetime, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, you know, for, for all, for anybody who's suddenly going to hit the don't like what we're saying button, it's, it's not we're against green energy. It's just how it's being approached. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the problem here. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's, you're, you're right. The, if the, 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 the folks who are more acerbic than I am say, if, if high taxes was going to have an impact on, wildfires and, and global warming then we would have put out the fires long ago <laughs> we would have doused them with with tax money you know yeah. come on it's, it's silly well I, I see we're kind of winding down our time here so uh as a as a wrap-up is this the uh, conundrum issue I, well it's the labor day wind up bitch and complain issue <laughs> i mean you know we're, hey, we're still we're all still vertical. Mm -hmm. right? We're we're still breathing in. I know we're breathing out carbon dioxide. Sorry about that for some of our fans. Uh, but uh, no, uh, we'll be uh, the, the fall version of the Border Poll Journal. We'll we'll focus on some uh, more uh, border related issues. We today was was we kind of we did a philosophical the. Labor Day philosophical, um, get it off our chest. Yeah, it makes us feel better. It makes us feel better, and and you know what would make us feel even better if people hit the like button, mm -hmm. the subscribe button. That would make us feel a whole lot better, and let us know what you think. You know, give us uh, yeah. give us some uh, feedback. Be nice. Be Don't be trolls. Be nice. You know, you can disagree. Well, I think I think that it shows that we're doing something if we get people to disagree. Disagreeing is okay. Being a yeah. troll is not. <laughs> but that's just uh, I just look at uh, some of the really successful counterparts out there uh, who have uh, successful shows like ours, and 
they uh, they go a little further on the edge than we do, but what can I say? Uh, yeah. It's nice to be somewhere in the middle. We try to be nice, although occasionally we can be. Well, I've been known to be trying. I've been told that, Bob, you're trying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So until we meet again next week, uh, you have a good good uh, Labor Day weekend. And you too. Um, stay stay safe. Stay well. Same to our, our viewers and listeners. Yes. Remember, you can get the full version on Rumble and on YouTube and Spotify. Oh, also on Apple Podcasts. So we're, there we, we go. Those four platforms. Uh, and uh, see you next week. If not before. If not before. Take care, Bob. You too. <laughs>